L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Friends with Marketing Benefits is brought to you by... Hey, I'm Logan Adam Schultz, licensed realtor, and this is the Corridor Real Estate Podcast. Eastern Iowa's premier show for all things buying, selling, and investing as it relates to real estate. Every Thursday, we'll be talking with industry professionals, breaking down the data, and giving you the info you need to succeed in Iowa's real estate market. I, along with my trusty producer, Alex, that's me, will be covering everything you need to know so that anyone can become a Corridor real estate expert. New episodes of the Corridor Real Estate Podcast are published every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am a licensed realtor in the state of Iowa with Coldwell Banker Hedges Realty, operating out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more on me and to get in touch, visit lasrealtor.com. The Corridor Real Estate Podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network, also in Cedar Rapids. For more information, visit lasmodcastnetwork.com. Welcome on in. This is another episode of Friends with Marketing Benefits. It always comes out so like sultry. Well, hello everyone. I know. Welcome to another episode of Friends with Marketing Benefits. That's a really good impression of me, Alex (laughs) Schulte to my left. (laughs) Wait, are you telling me that wasn't Logan just talking right now? That was me the whole time? It was actually just me again. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Like I said, Alex Schulte to the left across from me, Craig Johnson. Woo! That's me, baby. (laughs) Um, He's a a wooer. I'm fired up. (laughs) <laughs> I can tell. You're amped up today. I'm here. Good. I'm ready for it. Well, this is the weekly show where we talk marketing and chill and hang out with our friends with marketing benefits. And sitting across from me, um, one of my greatest friends with marketing benefits, Rob Merritt. Rob, how are you? I'm doing good, Logan. I am impressed. There's so much caffeine in this room right now, and I'm I'm feeling very at home. Uh, this is a beer, my friend. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about what you were imbibing before you came oh, okay, here. There's sure. a lot of caffeine. <laughs> yeah, there's energy for sure. I, I drank a lot of coffee today because I knew it was going to be a long day. Going off four hours of sleep at the moment. I haven't so had any caffeine today. You're getting a different me today. Yeah. Wow. Getting See, okay, sleep deprived, Craig, Alex. A few weeks ago, you told me that people with ADHD are not affected by caffeine. Not in the same way. But I am so affected by caffeine. But not in the same way. <laughs> does, it, does Craig sound weird to anybody? Uh, you know, I'm just kind of weird. So. Is it just my headphones? I think I do sound a little strange. You, you are wearing the bad headphones. You are also wearing. But everybody else headphones. sounds pretty good. I sound pretty good to me. I don't know. I'm I'm back on this caffeine point. How, how I'm very curious how caffeine would affect people with ADHD differently than it would affect people who don't. Uh, it's the kind of thing where it's like I might and I might be talking completely out of my ass, but if I remember correctly, caffeine does not have anywhere near the same sort of effect. Like if it does affect them, it's very minimal. Um, so I have very bad ADHD, and the second you said that, I only pictured you literally talking out of your ass. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Until the so well, and you have to remember, you were conditioned as a child to th- know that caffeine means energy. Now, while you drink it, your brain goes, "Yep, this is energy now." And but I definitely yeah. get way more done on a ca- on a coffee day, right? 
And it's it's the same thing with like a sugar high. Sugar highs don't actually exist. You tell a kid that they get really excited after eating a lot of sugar and they get excited. What? So yeah. I'm looking it up right now. What they say is if you have ADHD, your coffee or tea habit may make your symptoms better. The caffeine in tea could make you more alert, help you focus, and help your brain work better. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely helps me focus, for sure. Right. So it's it's you're not getting like the the jittery, unfocused high that like most people get when they have too much caffeine. You're dialing it in. Interessante. Yeah. What's so your you're kind of getting the opposite effect. What's your relationship with caffeine, Rob? I well, I'm I'm finding this fascinating because I probably consume way more Red Bull than I should. I know this about you, but I'm wearing, I'm wearing a Red Bull <laughs> yeah. shirt right now, and yet I've noticed that it it doesn't really have much effect on me at least anymore. You know, like I can have like I I've, I've realized you know I drink Red Bull in the morning out of habit, not because I necessarily need it. I'm just like, well, I just woke up, need to down a Red Bull and start my day, oh my and then God. I'm like, you know, did it really have any impact on me? Not really. But have you have you tried doing it without the Red Bull and then seen the difference of a day without it, um, or have I, you just been doing it nonstop for the last? I mean, I will of I years. will get caffeine withdrawal headaches if I try to not. But I, there are yeah. workarounds to that. Like I have quit caffeine in the past, and if you get like, um, there's like there's like pills you can take that are basically caffeine supplements, mm-hmm. um, and you can use those to wean yourself off of caffeine. Like Wee. you take two, and then you take one, and then eventually you don't take them anymore. I love caffeine though. You also apparently love the word wean. That's a fun word. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, heard you. Who wean, doesn't love it? Wean myself off. Wean yourself off. All right. Well, I'm going to wean us off of this conversation and get this show <laughs> Thank rolling. You. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, again, this is Friends with Marketing Benefits. Uh, you can check out this show weekly every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcast because it is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network here in Cedar Rapids, of which... Alex, Craig, and I are all a part. Um, and Rob, you are our friend with Marketing Benefits today. We're excited to have you on to talk a bit about video. Um, but I wanted to get us started with just who you are. Can you give us a brief summary of, uh, for people who don't know what you do in the area, um, who is for Rob the, Merritt? For the five of them. That's yeah, right. Well, uh, my, my day job is I work with NuboCo, uh, and I actually produce a lot of video for them. I'm the communications director for that organization, and so a lot of what we're talking about today is stuff that I do there. But then away from that, I have also I also work as a photographer, a freelance video person. I do a lot of acting on the side. Um, I'm a writer and a director, so I'm basically one of those people who got a lot of interests early on and when everybody is like okay pick the thing you want to focus on and do that i'm like no i like all these things and i'm just going to keep doing all of them so that's here we are you have always been a person that dabbles in so many things by the way dabble another fun word always fun <laughs> um but yeah yeah no you're so good at many things i remember back at, when i was super involved in the in the shows that were happening here at theater cedar rapids we're recording this you know you were you were on the staff at that point and you were making videography that no one locally was really doing for local theater or anything really at that point. You know, you definitely took pride in the work that you did with that and went above and beyond. I remember, for instance, The Altar Boys uh, was a show that I was in here back in 20... 2009 was when we did Altar Boys. And um, not only did you make us this incredible video of the entire show, but you also gave us a disc two filled with behind-the-scenes stuff that was only for the cast and will remain that way because it has not as, aged well. As long as the money keeps coming in, it will remain that way. <laughs> I, I, 
I can't actually believe you haven't used that to blackmail me quite yet. And and Zach Parker and Richie Akers and Royce Hufford. All right, Craig, we need to find this. Well, I I need oh, to I, see this. I have two I copies. Really do. I, I like but how you say like it. we need to find this. Like it's going to be a hunt. I'm like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> we know the guy. We could. Hey, Rob. By the way. Uh, so, well, it, it's funny that you bring that up because actually I have talked before about online marketing and making video, and I use Alter Boys as an example a lot of the time because um, if you'll remember. When you did Alter Boys, we made this fake VH1 behind the music special, and I interviewed all you yeah. guys for it. And we like in did, character, yeah. And we did. I mean, it was it was like this full blown production. We put a lot of time and effort into it, and we post. I think you put a lot of time and effort. I just got to show up, sit in a chair, and just be a guy. Oh, right? I know. You guys like went and danced at like some local dance clubs just so I could get footage of you all. On oh, the that's da- right. It was crazy. There was a, there was a bunch that we so did. So this show also was a farce, and people started coming up to us and thanking us for preaching the word. Yeah, yeah. So, so to be clear, I'm sure a lot of you may not know what Alter Boys the musical is, and it's a it's a musical that's kind of a satire of boy bands, and it follows these five guys, of which Alex played one, uh, as they are doing these songs that are all about their um, you know their love of Jesus, mm-hmm. but you and know they're trying you- to. To clean the souls, save the souls of the nation on their on their national tour. Yes, and and it's hilarious. Um, it's a funny show, and not in a way that makes fun of religion. It's it's more like um, you actually kind of love them because they're they're such they're such cool guys. It's really well written. The yeah. songs are catchy, but um, but the point but, but the point being that when we did this, you know, we did like a fake music video also mm-hmm. for one of the songs, and we also which I still show my friends. Um, I, it came out well. Um, it was fun. Uh, we filmed. It's it just like, hey, do you want a peek of this window in my life? Because <laughs> it was a funny window. <laughs> you and Buddy Christ. I will never forget that. Yeah, image. yeah, Buddy Christ. What? What's that from? What movie is uh, that from? Dogma. It's from Dogma. And yeah. it's, it's it's Jesus giving like a, a finger the, gun. Yes. Yep. The yep. finger guns. Yeah. Um. So we made these videos, and they they were pretty time intensive. They were fun, and and they got a fair amount of views. But once the show opened. There was this thing where uh, the the girl who was going to be playing Annie in the next production at TCR, she was oh playing Annie. Oh my god! I and forgot so about this. she goes backstage at intermission and like meets the altar boys, and her mom is like films this as the altar boys teach her one of the songs that they dance to, and so she danced with the altar boys backstage. Now, bear in mind that this video was shot on, I think, a flip phone in 2009, so, <laughs> and it's backstage dim lighting. So, I mean, this video so looked, it looked really good. Oh, man, this video looked and sounded terrible, but... That thing killed us on views because it was such an easy pitch. Like when you when you explained what it was, it was like, yeah, hey, watch the girl from Annie dance with the altar boys. Uh, everybody wants to see that. Like everybody <laughs> clicked on that. And it didn't matter that the picture was garbage or that the sound was terrible. It was a great concept. It was a funny idea. And everybody wanted to see it. And as a result... You know, we poured so much time and effort into the behind the music thing, and it was fun. But here's this little tiny video made on a flip phone that killed us just because the concept was so great. And so that's something that I have used when I've talked about marketing to people. That I'm like, if you've got a really good idea and you can make a compelling video out of it, that's going to beat production value every time. If you think about the videos that have been the most successful on YouTube or anywhere else, it's because 
you read the one sentence description of what they are and you're like, I'm watching that. And, you know, and a lot of the videos with the biggest hits, the, the largest amount of views, they're terrible as far as like the camera's shaking all over the place. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's the it's the audio that the phone is picking up. Um, I mean, if you look at a lot of stuff that's on TikTok now, it's horribly shot, but it's mm-hmm. incredibly popular because the idea resonates with people. And that's something that's always good to remember anytime that you're making videos for marketing is make something that somebody, as they're scrolling through their news feed, when they see it, they're like, oh, yeah, I want to know more about that. I want to see that. That's an interesting thing. That's going to go way farther than dropping a whole lot of money on a really, really nice camera and tons of production value if your video is really boring. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to stop and watch that. But if you've got a great idea, boom. So yeah, Alter Boys has always been, like that was a very early lesson I learned in marketing was, uh, was, was what happened with that. I think that's the perfect place for us to start. I really wanted to start with a conversation around the accessibility of video because everybody everybody has a pretty decent camera now, right? It's on your phone, in your pocket. And I think sometimes when people in general know that they need to be using video to promote their project, promote their business, whatever that thing is they need to do, video is an important part of how we take in content and media now. But uh, I think... Says the guy who just started a podcast network. Well, valid. (laughs) Valid. Good point. Uh, but it's really tough to wrap your head around how to make that type of project. I feel like people instantly gravitate towards, I need the big commercial, I need the big script, I need you know the highly produced thing, and and you're telling us that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that in in a perfect world, you have a little from column A and a little from column B. I mean, you want your video to look mm-hmm. and sound as good as you can make it. Right. It's just don't let that overwhelm you where you figure I've got a really nice camera and I've got really good gear. So let's just make a video and make it go viral. It's like, no, 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 it doesn't really work like that. Um, you you want to make sure that you're putting as much time, if not more, into thinking about well, why would somebody want to watch this video? Have you guys noticed that people are actually going out of their way to make things less professional looking? Yeah. I have noticed that. Four views. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, let's make this look more homey you know, for, and stuff like that. For example, um, one big thing I'm seeing on TikTok, I'm not, I, it's, I've been seeing it for a while, but um, in comedy sketch, skit, skits, sketches, the people will be like, three, two, one, go. You'll hear that at the front of the clip. And then when the camera changes to a different angle, You'll hear the other friend back at them that's recording. Three, two, one, go. Oh, man, I'm here at McDonald's, and I don't like the slushies that are happening. Yep. Cut. Three, two, one, go. What? You don't like the slushies that are happening? You know, and you'll hear that throughout. So, But, like, purposefully bad. Purposefully bad. Purposefully bad, and and it's like a self-awareness kind of thing. But also, I don't know if that comes from people consciously or subconsciously knowing when people are trying too hard to make something good and you it kind of puts you off because I can always tell because yeah when it's like honestly when it's like a corporation that does it I'm like oh no mm-hmm. no no I know that you are doing this on purpose none of this feels real like it's this inauthentic. feels yeah. it feels very inauthentic when they do it it's like yeah I know you can cut that out I know you know what editing is I know you have a really good camera you know and you're not using any of that because you're trying to make it look exactly. like some dude just made it and then the video of the kid literally takes his camera out to his backyard and he's like, so everybody look, I made this puddle because I stopped the water from going down, but as soon as I remove this this mud, the dam lets the water go. 
The water starts going. There it goes. Three million <laughs> <Yeah>. views. <laughs> 700,000 likes. But it's like so endearing and you just like love this kid because he reminds you of yourself or whatever it is that resonates with anybody. The fact that he's not trying is super relatable. And and I, maybe it's maybe it's because, and I'm, I'm literally just thinking of this, maybe it's because people feel like, oh, maybe that's something that I can do too. I think you just hit it on the head. I mean, it's 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 relatable. Like people see something, it's either relatable because, like you said, it's something that they feel like they could do, or it's relatable because, like, oh, that looks like my friends, or right. hey, I do that, or that I do that same thing a, they're doing. The thing that happened. Yeah, I mean, I mean, people and people are suspicious of being manipulated. Yeah, and if so, you're if you're a business that's doing this, I think you have to understand what you are, how big you are. If you're a small business doing this, yeah, you can like get away with having like a jankier thing and like. You know, having that go far and all that stuff. But if you're like a much larger business, people are going to go. People who know you are going to be like, no, I know you can afford better stuff. You're actively choosing, and this. it probably goes back a bit to how you present it, right? right? I mean, I think that one of our biggest buzzwords around here with LAS is authenticity, and I think going back to the Alter Boys video, um, that flip phone video of them dancing backstage, it reads as very authentic. Right, it didn't feel like a big uh, scripted, highly produced thing. It it felt like a moment, and mm-hmm. you were you were watching a moment from the outside. There was a real moment happening. This is the camera we had on hand. It's right. not great, but we captured this real moment. We right. obviously didn't set up big elaborate cameras, lights, and whatnot. And I just I get the sense that people gravitate towards authenticity. Yeah, and I think that the happy medium is when you can have that authenticity, but you still make some effort to make it. Easy to see and easy to understand. There's some polish sure. to it. And, yeah. But if you can do that really cheaply. I mean, all you have to do is make sure, and, and I think a lot of people have learned this over the last year from having to do things over Zoom. You know, suddenly everybody's had to learn about, oh gosh, I'm on camera like every day. People <laughs> have naturally started learning. Maybe I shouldn't sit right in front of a window so that my face looks like a big silhouette. Or, right. hey, maybe I should, maybe this room gets really good light. I'm not sure why I look good on camera when I'm in here, but I'm always going to film in here. Um, people are starting to understand, hey, you know. Oh, if I put the camera here, all eight of my chins disappear. Yeah, yeah. And I think that those are good lessons to learn because they have nothing to do with spending a lot of money or production value. It's just knowing where to put your phone camera or and, and and sound, same thing. You get like a little... How, how high up is too high to get rid of the chins? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a top-down view. It's like, hey, Every video chin. Alex makes is like him staring up at the ceiling. Just, All his cameras are mounted up there. He's not even looking. He's just looking straight forward See, still. <laughs> okay, so it's like I, I don't want it too low because it's, it's going to get my chins. But if I get it too high, it shows my inevitable bald spot. So I'm really just in this awkward... Um, um, purgatory of of camera zone. That's just, you got, just a, but you no got like a key angle. No one's going to be right in between, right between the chins, right between the bald spot. That's the and, Alex angle. And it's a circular cutout of and guys. Face. I've got, I got the angle down pat. But by the way, okay, the angle's there. My, Alex, my mirror is tilted I love in my bathroom. Every angle of you, Craig. <laughs> that is You're so a beautiful, sw- man. See, okay, I thought this was about authenticity, and <laughs> that, <really> was, <laughs> that was. <laughs> See, okay, so Craig did say that inauthentically. Okay, but also... But I do know that he meant it. I do mean it. I do think you are a handsome fellow. <laughs> and you, you say kind things that you genuinely mean. And this I, is so I know, friends with Mark. But, but I also know that that was... Uh, it's a jab, sprinkled but... Sprinkled with sarcasm. Like, it's like a jab, but also, like, I do also mean it. 
<laughs> Thanks, I guess. I love you, I kind of. I'm going to speak directly through the love back at you, Rob. <laughs> let's just keep talking love. while they... Yeah, there's a lot of love in this room. Um, so, Rob, uh, video is great. It's more accessible than it's ever been. We've talked about the authenticity of it. Um, but I want to get a better sense of where your passion for video comes from. Uh, give me a, a little bit of a, a deeper background look. When did you figure out that video was something you really were passionate about and loved? Um, I've, I've kind of, I mean, I don't have any formal training in video or photography. Um, Which I think is great for people listening to yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And, and a, I mean, a lot of what I've learned has either been through trial and error or through working with other people and observing what they do and being like, oh, that works, okay. Um, and in fact, the more that I've done photography and video, the more that I've been in a position to then look at someone who else who does it and be like, oh, that solves the problem that I've never been able to figure out. <laughs> I see how that works. Um, but for me, I have always been a storyteller. Like, my whole life, yeah. you know, when I was a little kid, I wrote short stories and I decided I was going to be a journalist. I went to school for journalism. My first decade of my career was working in news. Um, the first job that I had out of college, uh, I went to work for the daily newspaper in Marshalltown. And one of the first things they told me was, well, uh, all of our reporters have to take photos for their own stories. And I was like, uh, what? Because <laughs> I didn't have any photography experience. But uh, digital photography was, was like just becoming a thing. And so basically the digital camera that they gave me was my film school because I could go and take a picture and then immediately see it on the screen. Um, some of your younger listeners have no idea what the world of film was like but you know when you took photos with film you didn't get to see how it worked until it got developed and came back to you which you know could be several days and so understanding how lighting affected things and you know if you change your set your iso settings or whatever uh, on a digital camera you get immediate feedback on what happens when you do that Whereas with film, you didn't get that. So when I started, that I basically learned photography through trial and error using a digital camera and being like, you know, like everybody, I started on auto settings and then started to mess around with the manual stuff and it was terrifying. But, you know, but you start to get, oh, that's what that does. Okay. And so I, you know, so I did a lot of photography. I still didn't really do anything with video. And then, um, and then I was working for Theater Cedar Rapids and shout out TCR. Thank shout you. out TCR. Shout out TCR. Um, and I was communications director. Sony. And uh, did you get that joke? <laughs> I that did. Was, that was an Alter Boys callback. <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. Uh, every time that Sony was. <laughs> did sorry, you get it, Craig? What was the name I, of that machine? Did you get it, listener? I'm, I'm, bla I did not. I'm blanking on What was the name of that machine? Um, the Soul Sensor. Soul Sensor, yes. Um, um, as, just to bring everybody to the same page, I was making a side <laughs> joke off of Alter Boys, which we were obviously talking about. Every time the word Sony was mentioned, we would have to thank Sony and make a big deal. To so all it. your listeners, if you just take the time to watch Alter Boys, so much more of this podcast will make sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is, this the, is the Alter Boys podcast. <laughs> but, okay, so, so here's what happened. official sequel. Uh, so it was shortly after the flood of 2008, and I was working for Theater Cedar Rapids, and Casey Prince, who was executive director, was saying, God, it'd really be cool if we could do video for our marketing uh, and to help tell our story, but, uh, but we just don't have the money to afford to hire anybody to do that. And I said, well... Um, I mean, if you wanted to get a video camera, I could try to figure it out. <laughs> and Casey was like, 
All right. So so TCR put up the money to get, and this was right around the time HD had pretty much just become like available to consumers. It so, wasn't Blu-ray yet, right? It was just like Blu-rays existed at this time. Okay. Yeah, um, but it was like a it was it was a Canon HV30 what? Mini DV camera, so it recorded in 1080. It was one of the first consumer cameras that did, and so I'm running around and I got like the cheapest uh, video editing software I could find. Um, my earliest videos were made with Windows Movie Maker. And then I moved <laughs> up to, to Vegas. Um, and, you know, and it was like, learn again, learning as you went. Uh, actually, the first video I ever made for TCR featured Alex because it was a promotion for Lost in Yonkers. That was the first TCR video we ever made. Did you guys know that Lost in Yonkers is not about being Lost in Yonkers? It's not. It's not even about department stores at all. It's nope. really false advertising. Yeah. We oh. should have a future episode of, of Marketing Friends of the Benefits <laughs> that talks about the false advertising of Neil Simon. <laughs> Making but. sure your actors know what they're auditioning <laughs> for. <laughs> but um, Last King of Scotland, what? It didn't even have Scotland in it. Um, <laughs> the Last Samurai featuring Tom Cruise. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> um Waiting for Godot, he's like not even, he never shows up. This is like so disappointing. Oh, man. You and, I, you and I went and saw that show together, actually. At, yes, we uh, did. At um, Cornell. Wow. In Mount Vernon. I, I had forgotten about that, but you are And correct. then you and Ryan Foyze got into a big argument after the show. That about doesn't narrow it down. Whether it was, it was <laughs> about whether the show was like good or not. <laughs> it was so great. Oh, Ryan. Love you, Ryan. Love we, you, we, Ryan. We fought a lot. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I, I started making these videos and, you know, and my first ones, I, st I see them now and I'm like, oh no, like my, f my promo video for Lost in Yonkers was nine minutes long, you know, like all these terrible oh, mistakes yeah. I would never make today, but you know, but you always have, you have to start somewhere. And that's actually a huge piece of advice I would give to anybody listening to this is you have to start somewhere. And yeah, if your first couple of videos aren't that great, okay, you know, mm -hmm. because you'll learn from them and then you'll make better ones. Um, but if you just tell yourself, oh, I don't know what I'm doing and so I'm not going to make anything, well, yeah, you'll never get you don't ever get better. Also, quick tip. If you're like, oh, but my idea is so good, I want it to be really good. It's like, do your idea, and guess what? When you get more experience, you can just remake your idea. That's yeah. a great <laughs> like, point. You can do Craig. it again. I mean, George Lucas, <laughs> uh, anybody can, you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he, he made it worse the second time. <laughs> so that's, re that uh, example yeah. might not that work so perfectly. He reverted. Um, um, God, I forgot what I was going to say to you, Craig. But but, that but yeah, it's like it's like it's like oh, I have this great idea though. I don't want it to ah. look bad. It's like that's okay. Mm -hmm. Just make it. You don't even have to put it out. Make the thing, then make other things after that, and then you be like, oh man, if I was to remake that, I would do it this way and this way and this way. Because you're going to find things. You're going to be like, oh no, I can make the thing that I really really wanted to make. I make that even better now. There's mm -hmm. two quotes that I think of when you say that, and I hope that I haven't said one of them on the podcast before. Excuse me, I'm drinking this. With great power comes great Lion Bridge compensation beer. It's delicious. Shout out Lion Bridge. Shout out local <laughs> brewery Lion Bridge over in Czech Woo! Village. Um, so not a sponsor. <laughs> hashtag not a, not a sponsor. There's two quotes that I love about about just getting out there and starting. One is from another host from a podcast that we're working on that I can't necessarily announce yet, but it's it's a really talented guy who who we are we are working with, and he when we were putting this together as a workshop, he's like, I can't wait to fail fast with you guys. So the idea was get in here, 
do the workshop on the podcast. Let's fail together really quickly. And then we can find out what doesn't work. And we can also find out what does work. But you don't until you get out there and get rid of that fear of failure. Yep. Right? Fear is the mind killer. Read Dune by Frank Herbert. The movie's coming out <laughs> Always Dune with you. I love <laughs> Dune. I love it. And shout then, out Dune. Shout, shout out Dune. Dune. Not a sponsor. Shout out Dune over in Czech Village. Um, uh, but the other, the other um, quote that I love and I know you probably heard this, it's from the documentary Six Days to Air, which is about South Park um, putting up their shows in just six days. And I know Rob is huge. I said you, I I was pointing at Rob. Um, I know you're a huge South Park fan. And uh, what Trey Parker said about these episodes, they want these episodes to be time relevant. Everything has to do with what's going on in the world that week. When he was talking about that quick turnaround, he was saying that if we took three months, three if we if we let them sit for three more months to work on these episodes, it would probably be like five percent better. But once you've made what you made, you should own it, be proud of that, and just put it out there. The the more you go back and you start nitpicking what you made and tweaking everything, it just keeps it from happening. And then you're sitting on this product forever. You know, you put all this work and then nobody sees it. So put it out there. Get rid of fear. Throw it, throw it at the at the door. Fear is the mind killer. Uh, I, what's the rest of the quote? I don't know what. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. <laughs> so, Rob, if you were to take <clears throat> this kind of entire conversation around um, aiming for good quality but, but really striving for a great idea and just putting something out, what would be your advice to that small business owner, that person who feels overwhelmed by the idea of video, um, that local band that knows they need to do something who, what do you have to say to them about that topic? Ask yourself, why should people care? I mean, I think that's a, I mean, it sounds simple, but there are so many people who don't ask that simple, basic question. If you're a band and you're looking to make your music heard, why should people care about you? I mean, how many other bands are out there? Uh, how many other bands just like you are out there? Um, you know, if somebody sees a promo for a band and it's just like, check out the new single from so-and-so, they'd be like, okay, um, uh, this is like the sixth promo like this I've seen today. Mm-hmm. Um, so ask yourself, all right, if I wasn't a member of this band, what is it about this band that makes it special, makes it unique, or makes it that people should check it out? What have we done that no one else has done? What's something interesting that we're going to be doing next week? Do we have a public appearance coming up soon? Is there something in our video that's really interesting or, or pushes a boundary? Is, is, uh, is there something kind of cool to know about one of our members? Ask those questions. Ask what makes... And, and the easiest way to do that is you have to step outside and say, if I was a person who wasn't involved in this business or this band or whatever, and I'm scrolling my news feed, what's going to make me stop and pay attention versus what's going to make my eyes glaze over and flip on past it? I think that's a mistake that a lot of much bigger companies make is they're just like, well, we need to ha- we need to be on social media. So let's start a page. And, uh, and I insist that we post twice a day. And, you know, and, and the marketing person's like, okay, well, what do you want me to put? I don't care. Just post twice a day. And, you know, talk about how great we are. Yeah, that's not going to generate any attention. People are going to see right through. Like Craig was saying before, people spot things that don't feel authentic. And so somebody sees something that just clearly feels like a plug from a business. They're like, eh, no. Um, but on the other hand, 
if you think of something that's, you know, clever or that's eye-catching or funny, you know, it goes back to that idea of having a cool concept. So if you, if you run a clothing store, um, okay, well, what's, what's fun about that? What's something interesting? Also, who are you trying to reach? That's another thing that a lot of people don't think about is who's your target? Because if you know that your target is, um, like if you are on a clothing store and your target is people who crafters or people who like, like to thrift shop. Okay. Well, what do those people care about? What interests those people? And does your business do that? Okay. Well, now you're zeroing in on something. Um, there's also something to the idea that, um, a lot of people stay loyal to companies or bands or things like that because they really like the people who are there. So if you've got somebody on your staff who has a really compelling personality and people really like them, put them at the center of the videos that you're making because people want to hear from that person. Um, you know, if you put videos on online and they have, um, like they have people tagged on Facebook or, or tagged on Twitter or whatever because those people are in there, you know, that's something that generates attention too because people care what their friends are doing. So if you have people in your video uh, who have their own like, you know, friends or followers or whatever and they're featured, hey, that's going to make people click in a way that a generic ad's not going to. Just anything that you can do to make this feel authentic and personal and relatable and interesting is gonna go way farther than just that. Oh, we got to post twice a day. Let's just talk about how great we are. You know, n- yeah. no, I don't care. Like that's your opinion how great you are. I and I don't know that you're great. And more importantly, I'm busy and I don't have time to watch your thing <laughs> in order to decide whether or not I agree that See, you're great. That, that's the most honest yep. thing ever, though, right? I, I I wish I had time to to sit there and and read this long status that people post, but I just don't have the time all the time. I really want to get into that a little bit deeper, but I think we should do it after our sponsor break. So great insight, Rob. Um, when we come back after our sponsors, um, let's chat a little bit more about the. The time that a client, a future customer is going to give you, all right, and how you can capture that. How do you capture attention in this world? And I am making the assumption that's going to take us to a story about uh, you and video last year in a pandemic. Um, I'm excited to chat with you about it. And uh, we'll be back after these words from some sponsors. Friends with Marketing Benefits is brought to you by... Hey, I'm Jake Trumper. And I'm Alex Schulte. And together, we're historically historically inaccurate. And you can learn history with us because I'm kind of an expert. I'm not sure if expert's the word I would use. No, I'm ready to teach people history because, like, uh, ask me to name every president. But I know you can't. No, just ask me. I don't want to hear you do that again. John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, uh, James Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson. So we're a brand new podcast distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. Jake, are you still going? Jake, just fast forward to the end. We are literally running out of time. Did you literally forget the president who is right now, Joe Biden? Joe Biden! I did it. I was in I was in my group. Come and learn with us, everybody. Well, it's still kind of me. I'm kind of doing You couldn't even remember Joe Biden's name. I'm doing most of the teaching. It's mostly you. Thank you. L-A-S. 
I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. Hey, we've got a new podcast. And it's called What Do You Want to Talk About? We talk about everything from almond milk lattes to xenophobia. New episodes every Monday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What Do You Want to Talk About is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, you can visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Hey, Lindsay, did I tell you the story about Scarpe the Njalsson when he was in Iceland and he was dying because he was under this log on fire and he pulls out this molar and he whips it into Thurl Thurlson's eye? No, I don't understand most of what you just said. Oh. Oh, Jason, did I tell you that Billy Eilish got bangs? What's a Billy Eilish? Rob, um, when we left for the mid-roll sponsorship break, um, you were talking to us um, and giving actually a ton of advice, but in particular, we were talking about grabbing attention. And I feel like that's so important now. Um, Attention spans have become shorter. People are inundated with content all the time. Um, And video is, is at the top of that list in terms of what really can grab attention. Have you ever made a video that grabbed tons and tons and tons <laughs> of people's attention? Have you, Rob? Have you ever done that? Have you ever done that, Rob? Yeah. Yeah, I might have done that. Oh, um, really? <laughs> why don't you uh, uh, tell us about it briefly? Crazy. Cause... Okay, so, yeah, it was, well, we were all in a pandemic, and we were all stuck in our homes. Like, this was in the early days of the pandemic. And um, there's a Facebook group called Iowa Film. And there was a guy that was like, hey, you know what? We're going to start a thing called the weekly cell phone film challenge where you get to, you know, you have like the deadline is Saturday and you have to make a movie, but it can only be shot on a phone. You can't use any other kind of camera equipment and you can only use as cast and crew the people who you live with because, you know, we were all like, you know, home quarantine at the time. So I had this idea that um, there's the Billy Joel song, We Didn't Start the Fire, which lists off all of the, you know, crazy things of the, the like, three or four decades. And I was like, well, so far, 2020 has been such a crazy year that I feel like you could rewrite that song just using all of the nutty things that we've seen in 2020. And, I mean, it started as a joke. And then I like after I wrote a few lyrics, I was like, oh, wow, you could actually do this. <laughs> and so I wound up, you know, doing all like I wrote the whole thing. Uh, I worked with Tim King, um, who is like a brilliant producer here in Cedar Rapids. And I was like, hey, uh, I recorded this vocal with like my really terrible home equipment. Can you make it sound halfway decent? And he did. Uh, you know, I sent it I sent it to him and and then we made a music video and. And it was just basically like a like a goof, and I, I you know that I put into the contest, um, and I don't really know what happened. Um, like you know, I mean, it, it it we we submitted it, you know, and it was fun, and, and like you know, I shared it with my friends, and we all had a good laugh, and it was on YouTube for a couple of months, and then like in June or something, all of a sudden it blew up. And like its views just went like through the roof. Yeah. Uh, and and it I was huge. Well, it was just you know like like you know you you go to bed and then you wake up the next morning and you've got like a notification from YouTube that you have 
980 new subscribers and uh, your video just got, you know, 25,000 views and you've got like, you know, 230 comments. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) And this kept happening day after day after. It was just bizarre. And um, what's your uh, sub count up to now? Uh, it's like almost 5,000. 4.51 thousand subscribers. Okay, and I yeah. can tell you that because I'm on the video right now. And Jake, if you'd slide that Bluetooth fader up just a little bit, I think we should be able to hear it. So you really, I mean... Obviously, you put a lot of effort into it, but it actually doesn't read like you put a crazy amount of effort in. Well, no, and I mean it was, I, and that was kind of where the the film contest came into play because it was, you know, we had like a couple of days to make this thing, and right. so it was like I didn't have time to sit there and really, really hammer out the lyrics to get them just right. It was like. I just vomited this out, and now I've just recorded it. And hey, Tim, you're good at this. Can you like overnight make it not sound like garbage? And then it was like, okay, let's set up the phone and and uh, and film like some goofy things with me and my wife and my cat, and uh, get a couple of video clips. And and I, I and I just basically threw the whole thing together. Like I watch it now, and I'm like, on one hand. I'm I'm amazed that that got put together in a matter of days, and at the same time, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, if I had more time, I'd do it differently. And in fact, I wound up doing two more installments to it where I did get to use better equipment and did get to spend more time, uh, you know, hammering out the lyrics. But that first one was just like really raw, off the cuff, and it was it was a reaction to what was happening at the time. Um, and weirdly enough, it was the second time in six months that something like that had happened because in December, <laughs> yeah. I had Gosh, written, that's right. You I started had, the pandemic. Yes. I, I had written the, the review of the Cats movie, which, I mean, it was, I went to see Cats. And nothing happened um, until your review of Cats <laughs> I came argue out. That, it, that everything began to go badly as soon as that movie came out. Oh. Uh, like, that's when the oh. virus started that, and everything else. That movie else. was like the monkey's paw. But, uh, <laughs> like, it <was> like, <laughs> well, but, but, I mean, but I mean, I literally, I, I went to the movie and it was terrible. And about like you know ten minutes in, I actually started taking notes because it was so bad that I was like, and yet so ridiculous and kind of wonderful in a Rocky Horror kind of way that I was like, I don't okay, I I I, I might write something about this. And so I was like <laughs> taking some notes on things, and then the movie got done, and I left, and I sat in my car, and like I mean I'm, I'm typing this on my phone. You know, and I just like, you know, typed a list of random observations from the Cats movie. And the same thing happened. Like, I posted it, and, you know, for the first couple of days, like, my friends were laughing at it. And then the same thing. I woke up one morning, and Facebook's like, yeah, uh, you know, it's been reshared like 2,000 times, and there's like all these comments on it. And I'm like, on my stupid Cats post? What? <laughs> um, yeah. And then, and then I started seeing your post everywhere. Yeah, it got picked Outside up. Outside of Cedar Rapids, I saw it on Reddit. Um, it was, was bizarre. It, was it BuzzFeed? Yeah, yeah. It was it was popping up in all these, and then I had people, friends of mine, like uh, my friend Brooks in California, messages me, and he's like, "So somebody just forwarded me your cat's review, and they didn't know I knew you." It was just like somebody that he knew in California was like, you should read this and sent it. And your friend Brooks is no joke either. I mean, he's he's a video game developer who's worked with James Cameron. Yeah, yeah. He's done marketing for James Cameron, for George Lucas, uh, and um, 
I, so, so the, the, wh- whoever the video game company was that made Payday 2, he, he ah, did marketing for them. So, but when I, once it gets in front of his eyes organically yeah. without watching it on your page, you've done something right. It was crazy. but And I think, I mean, if, if you were to look at both of those things, in both cases, it was something that was done in response to something that was happening in the world at the time. And as a result, it clicked with people. You know, I didn't, in, in both cases, I didn't set out to get him. I wasn't like, I'm going to try my best to make a viral video. It was like, I'm going to make this dumb Billy Joel parody. And then boom. <laughs> and with Cats, it was like, I just saw this terrible movie and I'm going to write something and make my friends laugh. And then, whoa, okay, that happened. Um, yeah, really, really strange. And uh, But I think that that's, I mean, that's smart marketing is if you if you see a way to tie in your business or your band or your show or whatever it is that you're doing with something that's going on at the time, uh, that's really good. But you have to be nimble in order to do that. You have to be able to see it and very quickly make a decision of, oh, we're going to do this. Um, because if you spend a lot of time planning it out, then by the time you finally release it, the moment's passed. Um, and I'm actually working on something right now for Nuboco. Uh, we have an event coming up called Entrefest. And shout out Entrefest. Shout Fantastic. out Entrefest. Um, so one of the things, you know, and, and we've done Entrefest for years, and we were like, well, you know, what can we do to promote it this year? Well, Entrefest, you know, we've, we've had a year and a half now of virtual events, people doing everything online because it wasn't safe to get together in person. And, uh, and last year we did Entrefest virtually. So this year we decided, you know what? We're going to try and do Entrefest in person. <laughs> and it's the first time that, that Nubico has done any like in-person event like this. And I got this idea like a week ago because we were like, you know, what do we do to, to get attention, to drum up attention? And I was like, what if we made a video about how we know that it's weird that we're going to be in person again (laughs) and that it's awkward and no one remembers how to network anymore. No one remembers how to make small talk. Let's make a video making fun of that. So actually in the last couple of days, like we shot this stuff where like we set up all these incredibly awkward networking encounters. Um, my friend Jess was like naming off all these different things, like inappropriate ways to start conversations at networking events. Like, so who'd you vote for? Or are you vaxxed <laughs> or things like that? You know, just, just in, 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 great just, conversation starters. You know, we had we had like one of my coworkers like put on a bathrobe and was like walking around with her coffee cup amongst all our coworkers because she didn't remember how to dress for the office anymore. <laughs> um, just things like that. And and, uh, you know, we're putting it together. We're going to release it next week. And it's self-aware and authentic. It's the same kind of thing. It's like, well, everybody's kind of talking about this. Um, and But the idea came from us sitting around going, well, you know, what makes this event unusual or special? And we were like, well, everybody's, we're, we're having to deal with, it's going to be in person. And I think people are nervous about coming back to in-person events again. And we were like, well, let's lean into it. Like if we know that's the situation, rather than hide from it or try to work around it, let's just totally throw ourselves into it. Um, and and you, you see that happen in other times. You know, there are celebrities who, after they get into some, some sort of scandal or trouble or whatever, um, there are those celebrities who figure out how to poke fun at themselves, and they lean into yep. the joke. And as a result, they, uh, you know, 
the, the public tends to forgive them and even find them a little bit more lovable because they're able to make fun of themselves and be like, hey, yeah, I know, you're all thinking about this. So you know what? Rather than try to ignore it, I'm going to just lean right into it. And, you know, it, it's... And I think that that's a, there's a good lesson there for anybody who's trying to make compelling content is what are people talking about and what are people saying about you? What do people think about you? Do, do you have a business that is traditionally considered stuffy and boring? Make a video that leans into that then. If you're like, oh, you guys think we're boring. All right, well, how can we make a video that acknowledges that we know that everybody thinks we're boring and then riff on that? And play with it. And in the course of kind of laughing at it, also show people, hey, we're not boring, but we could totally make fun of ourselves. You know, the things, things like that. Like anything you can think of that contributes to what you know people are already saying or thinking. Um, that then also kind of allows you to take control of that narrative a little bit and have fun with it. I love your brain, for one, first off. Because I, I want to remind us all that that started on cats. <laughs> okay. And then we got to that, but uh, which also I was wondering before that happened that that whole amazing tangent happened. How many times have you seen Cats? Oh boy. Okay, so I saw it in the theater that one time, and because I, I I couldn't even finish it once. It, and it oh it was terrible. It was I've terrible. Never even seen it. Um, I made a I made a video this past spring called "I Love You, Danica Catrick." Um, which the entire movie <laughs> the, just starred cats. The, the, the it was car driver. like my my way of saying I'll make a movie that's all about cats and it's going to be better. Oh, Danica um, Catrick is the name of your cat. Yes, though. Danica Catrick yeah. is my cat. And and the but the movie ended with, um, you know, one cat who's trying to woo Danica Catrick, and so he, I remember this. He gets advice that he needs to woo her with music. So he gets hold of the Blu-ray of the movie Cats and puts it on. Wait, so does that mean for the video you bought so the for, Blu-ray yes, of yes. Cats? I, th- that's how much I give to, to my art, is that I bought the Blu-ray <laughs> of Cats and I put it in. And to be fair, Cats gave a lot back to you. And, so well, it's, it's in, really in the some least, ways it did, It's yes. the least you could have done. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I had to watch enough of the movie again in order for it to appear on screen and for Danica to see it and be so horrified that she beat the hell out of Max for making her watch it. So I'd say I saw that, like like that section of the movie. Got it. But that's Got it. it. I guess I was just curious because I figured after that article came out, uh, millions and millions of people would want to watch it with you and then you were forced into a cat's hell and you know, I, watching it. I did, I did wonder... If there was some Rocky Horror potential with cats, I oh. wondered if, if you if you could turn it into one of those things where everybody like you know figures like out you know yes yeah. exactly like the, like the room, room. Yeah, like the room. Yeah, you yeah. figure out things to you know callbacks to yell at the screen and maybe you figure out props and and stuff like that. I was like I could totally see this happening, uh, but then the pandemic happened and then everybody just tried to not think about cats anymore. So I have no <laughs> idea. Plus, I still think that cats is the reason that 2020 happened and that think if they hadn't made that movie that we would not have had a pandemic without a doubt there's there's literally no other reason that the pandemic happened no, no, besides no, no. the release I've, I have a lengthy scientific argument for why uh, cats <laughs> caused release the pandemic release the butthole cut right if they would have just released the butthole cut we would be fine everything would have and been yes, fine yes we're oh, yeah. saying the BH word here on Friends with Marketing yep. Benefits we now. all know this all started going the downhill BH word. The BH word that was a whole thing <laughs> the, the cat butthole cut right because it existed or something so I don't want to get too caught up on cats because you covered so much in, well I, in I, your, I will make one um, last point about monologue. cats and then we'll move on which is that j- this is a this is a marketing cheat for all of you out there if you're trying to figure out a good idea 
uh, for... Yeah, give, give me that cheat code. Um, put cats in your video. Like... <laughs> I'm sorry, but oh, but not not from the musical. No, 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 not the musical. musical. Like get yeah, actual actual. actual <laughs> okay, it, it works with dogs too. Get dogs or get cats because people but yeah freaking love dogs and cats. Yep. And if you look, all the videos they get tons of hits on YouTube and Facebook are cat videos. So people love if you animals. if all else fails, if you're blanking on other ideas and you have a band, um, make a video where you have cats. Uh, playing in the instruments for your song, and you'll blow up. Are you wanting to get out of here, or, or do I have more more brain to pick? Um, I had one last thing I wanted to hit on, but if you have something, bring well, it to the table. It's it, it's not huge. It's just it was it was so awesome that we have. Um, I feel like I've gotten a list out of you right now of the questions I need to ask myself when when trying to put together marketing mm-hmm. that's going out there. Who does it matter for? Why would anybody care? Um, um, who am I aiming this at? Uh, but stumbling upon those answers is a different ball game, right? Like it's it's you can ask yourself those questions all day, but then once I don't know how does one actually come up with the answer because it's impossible to predict what's actually going to turn out well and what doesn't. It's always the videos that you think are not going to blow up, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. that end up being so so big. The biggest mistake that a lot of managers will will make with their marketing people is, is people who managers who don't know any better who say, give me a viral video. It's like, dude, it doesn't work like yeah, that. It's like, 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 I want viral now. Yeah. It's like, you can't <laughs> force print me a, money. Yeah, print you, me you money. You cannot now. force a video to be viral. Things take off and things don't. And you can, you can make a video that hits all of the supposed, this will make it explode points. Yeah. And it doesn't. And meanwhile, that stupid video that you made, um, you know, in, with, two of your employees in the break room six weeks ago talking about D&D blows up with five million views. It's like you can't predict it. <laughs> By the way, send me that video. Oh, it's great. Um, uh, but see, that's, that's the great thing, is that it, the questions shall always, should always probably remain the same when you're creating content. You have those set of questions. Who is this for? Why am I doing this? Why does it matter? But the answers are going to be different. Mm-hmm. And the, there's no perfect way to find those answers. I guess the most perfect way to find those answers, though, long story short, is to start trying. Yes. Is to yeah. start... See what works. Experimenting. Yeah. I mean, Facebook and a lot of so different, different you, you channels, can, YouTube, they all have metrics. You can look and see, yeah, hey, but, this post did point. really well. This post, not so much. And then you start looking for patterns. Why did this post do so well? Cats. Uh, well, I mean, that might be it. Uh, I, I Here's something else that helps. I mentioned before that you have to be able to ask, why should people care? A lot of times people who have a business or an arts organization or a band or whoever it is that you're trying to promote, you're so close to it that it's hard for you to separate yourself and say, okay, okay, why should people care? Because in your brain, you're like, Mm -hmm. why should they not care? This is the best thing ever. (laughs) But it's like you have to be able to step away and say, all right, all right, all right. You know, that's something that I used to try and do uh, when I was on, you know, when when I would do marketing work for different organizations is... I would try to keep just a, for me, I would try to keep a little bit of distance just so that I could then go to my colleagues and be like, okay, I get that you guys are super hyped about this, but we have to figure out how to make the average person think this is important. Mm -hmm. And right now you're not giving them a reason to, you're just saying, trust me, it's great. Um, You know, I, I sometimes when I was promoting theater and I would try to talk to the, the, 
director or about you know why should people want to see this show and they're like I don't I don't want to I don't want to give anything away I don't want to talk about what it's about I don't want to I just I just want people to come see it and and I'm like but you don't understand do you right. know how many different shows are competing for people's ticket dollar and if you just say no no just trust me it's good I can't tell you what it's about, but it's good. That's not going to sell tickets. You have to give people something. You have to give them a reason to care. Um, and so that was always like, so that's something that's hard to do. Um, and that is admittedly one of the areas that if you do hire an outside ad agency, it's helpful because they can give you that. They can come in and be like, hey, we don't, we are not part of your organization. And we can tell you um, as somebody on the outside looking in, that this is what people need to know. Um, this is what we see as the most interesting and most marketable aspect of what you're doing. Um, but that said, there are especially starting companies or small bands. You don't have the money to hire a marketing firm, and so you have mm-hmm. to be able to do that yourself. And in that case, it might be good to bring friends in. Just go to your friends and or, say, "Hey, what do you? Th- you know, this is this thing that I'm working on. What sounds interesting to you about it?" Or you can hire a really uh, affordable marketing team <laughs> in the LAS marketing team. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And, no, and you know, well, well, that's just it. I mean, if you guys offer an affordable option, that's you jump on it. I mean, One of the things kinda, that usually stops game. people from hiring an agency is that it's you know the ex, it's prohibitively expensive. So mm-hmm. if LAS offers an affordable solution, then you get all the benefits, but you don't have to spend a ton of money, and that's huge. And it kind of works in the opposite too for people who. Who are like, uh, like, yeah, I don't know what is so great about my thing that I want to do, but I want to do it. And it's just like, well, outside perspectives can help you figure out what is actually great and like tell you what's good. Mm-hmm. Because some people mm-hmm. get really mm-hmm. self-conscious about it. Like, I wanted to do this thing for a while, but, it, you know, everyone makes it. I don't, I don't want it. It's like, it's like, no, 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 no. You, can come, you, you have a unique take on it. This is what you're doing that's different. So Yeah, yeah. And then they can boost your confidence yeah. because like, you, you know, you can... In the same way that you can lose your objectivity, you can also lose your enthusiasm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then if somebody else comes in and is like, "No, what you're doing is great. Keep doing it," then it really, oh, it really reinforces. I you. didn't know. Thanks mm-hmm. for saying that. I guess I will keep doing it. I think this is all great stuff. Obviously, we care very much about local business and um, local artists and bands and creators and and the things that make our community culture unique and so if you have questions or thoughts if you could use some insight or advice reach out to any one of us um craig logan or alex at lasgroup.net check out laspodcastnetwork.com we're happy to help you out um rob i feel like i have benefited from your friendship finally (laughs) (laughs) about freaking time i love it jake's uh, our producer's hair is standing straight up, and that means that means it's time to end the show. It's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> and well, th- that's the time. Thanks for having me, guys. This has been a lot of fun. It was beautiful Rob, having you here. you're an amazing person. One of my favorite people that I've known in my life, so to have you on the show has been a pleasure, dude. Well, I, the, the honor is mine, my friend. Thank you. Um, absolutely. Yeah. We love having you around. You're you're an incredible mind, and uh, the way you see things is great, and, and we appreciate the way that you can share it. So thanks for coming on the show. Uh, again, this is Friends with Marketing Benefits. Uh, new episodes come out every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts because it is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LAS. Podcast, Podcast Network. Network. Dot com. Dot com. Uh.
talk with you once again rob you're fantastic thanks for coming on has, uh, has has la have you guys thought about starting an only fans uh, it came up. You and are literally the fourth <laughs> person to say that today. I'm just trying to think of how you guys could, you know, grow your business. I mean, you brought me here to talk about marketing with benefits, and that's probably a great benefit. A benefit would be some OnlyFans content, yeah. Too many benefits. Thank you so much, everyone, for being <laughs> on. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Alex. I only have one benefit to share. Nope. Okay, thank <laughs> nope. you so much. We're we'll done. talk to you next week. We're done. <laughs> <laughs>